This is Inspiring Design, where unique innovators come together to share their knowledge, share their insight, and keep us up to date with the latest industry trends. And here's your host, Rashan Senanayak. What's up, listeners? It's Rashan here. Welcome to a brand new episode of Inspiring Design. Today marks the 23rd episode and is exclusively sponsored by Central Innovation. Central Innovation sources, builds, and advises on world-class design process solutions to the manufacturing, architecture, engineering, and the construction industries. These guys are the main supporters behind the products that we use, such as Archicad, including the enhancements, Bluebeam, Rhino, Grasshopper, Atlantis, SolidWorks, just to name a few. So anyway, let's talk tech. Today's topic is all about central innovation and BIM. It's one of the fastest growing technologies across the globe with 12D modeling playing a huge role in almost every single major infrastructure project and construction. Australia is obviously no stranger to this and Central Innovation's BIM software packages fit right into this world. If you're a student in secondary or tertiary, these are obviously the products that will be utilized in every day. So understanding their capabilities and training is essential to anyone's skills portfolio. What about the teachers? Well, if the students need it, then it's a given that our educators of today also need to understand this, these products back to front. Today, I've got with me a very special guest. I've got the product manager of Australia and New Zealand at Central Innovations, Michael Wall. I love that name. Michael has a background in architecture and has been with Central Innovation for more than five years. He's responsible for developing training courses for BIM, visualization, and he's a product expert in Archicad, Bluebeam, Rhino, Grasshopper, and Atlantis, again, just to name a few. Michael, welcome to Inspiring Design. Thank you for giving up your time. No worries. Pleasure to be here. Can we start off with a little bit of background and history on yourself? Yeah, sure. So I joined Central Innovation in 2015, and prior to that, I was working as an architect and project leader on some really interesting projects here in Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, the opportunity came up to work um, on pretty much the bleeding edge of BIM software and design processes. So when that came up, uh, it was just too good to pass up. I've been really fortunate in my career to now work with some of the most knowledgeable BIM experts in the world. Yeah. And Central Innovation has encouraged me to learn and develop my skills. Great. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been a dream. Like I wake up and pinch myself <laughs> sometimes because... I have this incredible job that sends me all over the world. Definitely. And I get to share knowledge, which helps people design better buildings as a result. Perfect, perfect. And obviously, this is with uh, using a lot of the um, Graphisoft products. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about who Central Innovation is, because uh, there, there are a few terminologies. In your expertise, who is Central Innovation? Yeah. Um, do you mind if we start with who Graphisoft is? And yeah, yeah, that's design? fine. Yeah, I'm, that's the one I'm more familiar with. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, for the most part, your listeners will be more familiar with uh, Graphisoft, but um, we hope to uh, also bring CI into the picture with some of the things that we do to help people who use yeah. Graphisoft products. So 
Um, Graphisoft is actually a Hungarian-based software company. Mm-hmm. Um, it was founded in um, the early 1980s. I think 1984 was when they released the first version of yeah. Archicad, and it was actually the software that pioneered this whole BIM movement. Um, wow. Almost, yeah, well, more more than 30 years ago. Yeah, they're definitely and, thinking ahead of the time. Yeah, um, there's a few rumors as to why it came up. Some people believe it was to do plumbing. Uh, some people believe it was for a nuclear power plant. Wow. Um, I actually don't know the <laughs> true story behind yeah. that. There's there's a book that uh, you can get called The Graphisoft Story, which oh, cool. I think would actually outline all, all that. But um, there's something interesting about the mystery there as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and since then, Graphisoft has actually grown to become a global brand. And Archicad, which is a software you're probably familiar with, uh, it's flagship software continues to lead the way in design-oriented BIM authoring. Um, we're seeing global growth in licenses as companies who are really design-focused mm-hmm. make the switch to BIM authoring. Um, and we are also seeing companies who are design-focused move to Archicad from other platforms just because of its capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Globally, Archicad is either the number one or number two BIM software. It's a direct competitor with Revit, I guess, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a competition that we <laughs> we love to yep. <laughs> play in. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong, both softwares are great, uh, and each software has features that we want in the other one. Of course. Um, in terms of Archicad, um, I, I think of Archicad as a bit of a design tool and mm-hmm. I think that's something that actually separates Archicad from the competition. Mm-hmm. In practice that means that the features of Archicad are flexible enough to let the architect design freely mm-hmm. without worrying too much about the details early on mm-hmm. um, and so as we go through the design stages we progressively develop the design from concept to construction mm-hmm. adding more information at each stage and some other BIM authoring tools out there they have this process backwards mm-hmm. So you have to specify every piece of information at the time you place an element. Yeah. And in a way, I think this kind of hinders this design experience. Um, you know, when you get going and you just lose track of time and you, know, you get really stuck into this design um, this design process, mm-hmm. if you have to keep popping out because you need to Google some information, then yeah. that, that can break that flow. And I guess uh, in that sense... This is probably one of the prime differentiators between a BIM documentation tool and a design tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're starting to capture the market by demonstrating what we call non-destructive, smarter and more efficient workflows mm-hmm. using just one piece of software, which is centered around this concept of design. This is particularly advantageous for time-poor architects mm-hmm. and uh, students. <laughs> of course. Students are always time-poor. Yeah. Um, and... People with design briefs that require rapid iterative testing. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, students definitely get something like that because they're always submitting you know, week in, week out studio projects yeah. and getting crits and they have to make massive changes. 100%. And at the same time, they're trying to find their own design style and discovering themselves almost at the same time. So, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we find that students, they need a tool which allow some flexibility to quickly make changes and yeah. come back to the teacher yeah. with you know, a realized design. But you know, don't, don't get me wrong, um, I'm talking about Archicad as a design tool. Mm-hmm. It's 
has also all the features required for documenting mm-hmm. any type of building. Yeah. And we can collaborate with other disciplines through open BIM workflows, yeah. which Graphisoft is a great proponent of and uh, contributes widely to the open BIM community. Mm-hmm. Open BIM is becoming a bit of a buzzword on the market. I think everyone's kind of throwing it about. Definitely, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and not many people who I talk to actually know what it means. Uh, I'm sure your listeners are quite interested in this concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the process of open bim or the workflow it's just about using any software and not being limited by a vendor which in translation means each discipline can use the tool of their choice and share work through an open and vendor independent file type called ifc so open bim is kind of like that android platform yep. of the bim world mm-hmm. um, where apple might be the closed bim mm-hmm. <laughs> solution mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, hands up if you've been frustrated with your Apple phone because you can't yep. get <laughs> if this, then that on your Apple exactly. iPhone. I think we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea is that we share these 3D models using IFC and then combine them in our own software just to check for issues. And Graphisoft has put some serious development time behind IFC so that we as users can reap the rewards that this concept offers. Mm-hmm. As a result, ArchiCAD users can freely work with other market-leading software. And Archicad 23, this year's upcoming version, mm-hmm. has just taken out Architosh's Best of Show Award in the BIM category at this year's AIA National Convention in Las Vegas. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's the second year in a row that they've done it. Yeah, wow. Um, and BIMX, Gravisoft's mobile BIM presentation and coordination app. Yep, I've used that. <laughs> it's good fun, isn't it? It is, actually. If you shake it, your model turns into a piano and you can start to play it. Did you know about that? I haven't even... I actually didn't. So, Gravisoft... Archie has known for uh, throwing in little Easter eggs like this. The right. Cannonball bought Tetris. Yeah. Um, you can get a Rubik's Cube mm-hmm. um, by uh, using the cube object and making a few settings. Mm-hmm. So, there's there all these go. little Easter eggs in there. Oh, i got to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still looking for the one in 23. Right. And in the UK... Archicad has been voted the BIM product of the year eight mm-hmm. years in a row now. Wow. So That's it, impressive. Yeah. It, it's no wonder that some of the biggest architecture firms in Australia and New Zealand actually use Archicad mm-hmm. to produce striking and beautiful architecture through open BIM workflows. Yep. So that's the background behind Graphisoft. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually work for Central Innovation, which is the local partner and regional representative mm-hmm. for Graphisoft products in Australia and New Zealand, mm-hmm. and my role as product manager. Mm-hmm. So, like most of my colleagues, I actually have a background in architecture and design, and you know, a very big interest in BIM and technology. And mm-hmm. I've always been that software geek that gets software before everyone else yep. and tries it out. You know, just to kind of cut my teeth on something that's new and and fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Central Innovation is known for selling and supporting both Archicad and um, a few of your listeners might have also heard of SolidWorks. Yep, of course. Um, a lot of the teachers actually love SolidWorks because it's easy to use and p- kids can pick it up really quickly as well. It's uh, It's got an industrial design, um, I think, bias. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, definitely. And, and something I wanted to ask was how Rhino and Grasshopper also integrates with that, but I'll let you keep going. <laughs> sure. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, happy to kind of answer any questions you have. Yeah, um, awesome. My knowledge of SolidWorks is somewhat limited mm-hmm. because I think to to really apply SolidWorks, you have to 
have a strong engineering background. Yeah. Um, where Archicad is more of a, a design and documentation tool. Um, but I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> to that's get fine. into that. And as your introduction alluded to, we also bring to the market a number of other architectural construction and engineering softwares mm-hmm. and provide uh, solutions and expert advice around that and also technical support because... Yeah. Um, you know, we don't want to just dump software on people and run. Um, we want to see people use software of to course. the best of its ability and get something from it. That's right. Um, and you know, even for students, if they download the free version of ArchiCAD and they have questions, they can use our support portal and you know, they'll get answers from people like me. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I love talking to students because I just think that in their realm, they get to design things without constraints. Definitely, um, and you know they're they're pushing. They're actually pushing the boundaries of design. Yeah, you know they're not constrained by a budget or a strict brief. Um, yeah, and if they're cheeky enough, they'll even move the boundaries of their plot just yeah. to fit their design in. <laughs> yeah, um, and I I just love that about um, student designs. I love seeing their work. Mm. It doesn't matter what software it's produced in. I love getting down to the universities at the end of the semester. Yeah, and seeing you know what these guys are producing. There you go. So, how does how does Rhino and Grasshopper fit into that in the Archi world in your experience? It's really interesting. Um, so Rhino and Grasshopper are incredible pieces of software. Mm. Rhino is this freeform modeling tool, yeah. and it's excellent for design, and it has some really amazing features. And Grasshopper just adds into that by plugging directly into the geometry engine. Mm-hmm. And we can start to apply mathematics to generate geometry and patterns. And by, able, by being able to bring that type of power into a BIM tool, BIM documenting tool like mm-hmm. ArchiCAD, mm-hmm. we can combine the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, Rhino and Grasshopper have this amazing existing user base yeah. and lots of online content. And I'm just so excited to see what our users start to create with this and yeah. bring into ArchiCAD just to enhance their buildings. Yeah, definitely. My experience has only been doing some very basic level foundational fluid dynamics. And I um, we use that to map out um, traffic flow and, yeah. um, and some heat analysis and things like that at a very foundational level. Sure. So I haven't had too much experience in that. Um, what are the... What are some of the capabilities of Rhino and Grasshopper that you can see working with ArchiCAD Light Fluid Dynamics? Yeah, so uh, Grasshopper and ArchiCAD, well, McNeil and Graphisoft, they've come together and they've actually been able to build a direct link or bi-directional link into mm-hmm. ArchiCAD. Yeah. So using the, the workflows in Grasshopper, we can start to create our building in ArchiCAD yeah. from Grasshopper, so modeling slabs, walls, beams, columns, and roofs, etc., etc. Um, we can also take geometry back out of ArchiCAD and reference it in Grasshopper and then use programs like Ladybug mm-hmm. to do environmental analysis on, say, for example, the amount of light that's hitting your facade. Yeah. And these are some really interesting things that weren't possible before, and we're starting to kind of break into the space where... Uh, people can create better buildings, yeah. more environmental buildings, using these softwares that already have tremendous support on the internet. Yeah, that's awesome. That, and this is why I have a very small um, student following that uses ArchiCAD in, in conjunction with Grasshopper and Rhino. 
And they, I feel like they're in the same pathway, similar pathway to yourself. They are the ones who love the software packages and just plays with it. And uh, they, they do some incredible work, yep. like you said, at uni without those constraints and become experts in that by the time they even, you know, set foot into the industry. It's addictive. It is, it is, isn't it? And, um, and I, this, I think this battle between Autodesk and Graphisoft is kind of dividing people whether you become either a Revit expert or an Archicad expert. Too much, actually. Too much, too. Yeah, I actually believe that as well. And I think, to be honest, people should know both <laughs> because it makes them more valuable as well. And <clears throat> this is what I always tell my um, students and um the teachers in that secondary and tertiary level is to that students need to learn both why have this product bias and create another like you said before with you know apple and android it should be anything and yeah. what's your opinion on it look i think you're completely right um the the best architectural practices in the world will use both yeah and it's not just we use ArchiCAD for these type of projects and Revit for these type of projects mm-hmm. um, it's about using the best tool for the job yeah um, and depending on what the design brief is um, what the clients want um, and then what the users actually want as mm-hmm. well um, how do you see the future of these Beam and CAD products evolving in the next 5 to 10, 20, 30 years time. The reason I ask that question is because this is the content that my students, who are, whether they're in secondary or tertiary, will by the time they enter the industry and embed themselves, they're the ones who are going to be using it and knee-deep in that. What are the, what's the future of Graphisoft, in your opinion? Um, look, I think that's a, a really interesting question. Um, and I think we probably have to understand better what Graphisoft is all about. Yep. Um, and that's actually a pretty simple answer. Each version of ArchiCAD is focused on delivering software which targets key criteria, so design, performance, mm-hmm. intuitiveness, mm-hmm. collaboration, and visualization. And ArchiCAD is such a unique software in that the product designers and product managers are all architects. So ArchiCAD is a software by architects for architects. I love that. <laughs> it, it's yeah, it, it's something that um, always drew me back to ArchiCAD, mm-hmm. um, and I think that gives us a real advantage um, just from the way that you work in ArchiCAD, even to the design of the icons in the interface. Mm-hmm. You just get a sense that a lot of thought has been put behind the software. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that. Uh, genus loci just it's little touches Mm -hmm. you think oh that's actually quite clever I've never noticed that yeah Um, and even today after like 10 years of using the software almost every day of my life Mm -hmm. I'm still discovering little bits that just make me smile yeah there you Um, go the the standard workflow in ArcCAD as I alluded to earlier just reflects this architectural process Mm -hmm. and the tools are quite intuitive and flexible Mm -hmm. Um, this is bolstered by ArchiCAD's unique 3D workflows, so mm-hmm. we can manipulate, visualize, and interact with a 3D model like mm-hmm. no other software. Um, you know, if I wanted to move a wall, I just grab that wall and move it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go back to any other view. If I yeah. want that wall to tilt or to grow or shrink, I just click one of the edges and do those things. Yep. Um, and to me, in, in my brain, that makes sense. It's like we're going back to that stage in architecture where we were creating models with our hands. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'd love to see things like that come back into software. I think as a we're, we're losing touch with probably the foundations of architecture generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big proponent of just making stuff with your hands, you know, using a pencil, figuring something out, mm-hmm. and then start to play with it in 3D and come back to you know, just sketching over the top. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's funny... Um, Bluebeam have just released this link back to Archicad, which enables this. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, you can grab your um, Archicad model, shoot it out to PDFs, open it in Bluebeam on a Microsoft Surface or anything with a, a stylus or even an iPad yep. and start sketching over the top of it. Brilliant. And then send this back to Archicad and the markups will appear as a list of things to fix in That's Archicad. That's great. That's so easy because when you're if you're on site, that makes life a thousand times easier. Yeah, and yeah. think of the printing saving as well. Mm, like, definitely, you know, not only are we saving hundreds of dollars in printing, but there's an environmental factor to consider. You, know, you use less toners. Yep. Um, I just discovered the other week that we have to keep our printer in the server room because the toners are cancerous or something like that. Oh wow! All right, <laughs> that's that's something I haven't heard before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how how true that is, but. Um, it scared me, that's for sure. Yeah, so yeah, no I doubt. Think, you know, just the, um, just that ability to stay kind of using technology, but using it in a smarter way to get a better result. Yeah. Um, some of these points that I'm describing are just the draw cards for me that caused me to stick with Archicad early in my career and kind mm-hmm. of develop some skills. Um, and when I joined CI, I started to. Uh, actually realized that Archicad has been used on some of the biggest projects in Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I don't know we're getting a little bit far away from no, the question okay. here. Um, some of the landmarks in our cities, such as Eureka Tower, was done in Archicad 6. Oh, wow. Um, and we're also really excited to see the Queen's Wharf project by Cotty Parker up in Brisbane take shape. And I think that's one of the biggest projects in the world. I actually spoke to the BIM manager for the Queen's Wharf project from Urbis a few episodes ago, actually. Oh, wonderful. He was using Revit. Yep. Um, but I haven't spoken to anyone from Cody Parker, but there you go. That's um, that's yeah. pretty incredible to know that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the size of that farm is absolutely epic. Yeah. And Archicad can host that in wow. in just one file, so we don't have to, like, break it down. And can you think, like, in the other software, we have to kind of slice it and dice it to mm-hmm. get it to work um, at a at a fast, responsive level mm-hmm. for our users. In our case, it's just one, and so that means you know, less headaches for BIM managers and yep. less headaches for users. Yeah. Um, but oh, I can't wait to hear what the BIM manager of that project says. Yeah, he was an incredible source of knowledge as well, and um, yeah, he had. A, I definitely recommend listening to that one. <laughs> um, uh, so to come back to the question, I guess. Where I see Archicad going is that it's going to continue to improve. Um, we're seeing developments in MEPs areas of Archicad, in the structural areas of Archicad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Archicad's going to become a bigger player in these areas mm-hmm. um, over time, no doubt. Um, we're seeing more and more processes utilize multi-threading and hyper-threading mm-hmm. um, than any other BIM software. For the lay people, if I may pause you for a second, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. It just means that Archicad can use more of the hardware resources that you have available I see. making the program run faster. So, right. um, for example, Archicad 16 
uh, we're up to 23 now, mm -hmm. but 16 was the first version to become fully 64-bit, mm -hmm. which means that we're starting to use all the cores in your computer. Um, and what background processing uh, did for us in ARCAD 19 was it started to remove the load off the, the CPUs that were uh, producing the, the visual interface or perhaps updating the layouts and move those processes to other cores so that ARCAD was more responsive and then in the background it was doing all this heavy processing yeah. to keep all the other drawings up to date. Yeah. And wow. we see this um, like continuous workflow uh, because of that. There's, there's no pausing, there's no delays. Well, there's, I can't say no. It, it happens. It's technology. It always um, has yeah. those glitches in it, but which is okay. It, it's faster. Yeah. Um, and arguably, ARCAD is the fastest BIM modeling software on the market because of these technological innovations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's actually a, a few online resources where you can see just what is uh, available for background processing in ARCHICAD. Mm -hmm. um, and you can have a look at this for other software as well there you go. and see which processors use more cores than just one. Mm -hmm. um, and in today's computing language, I think that translates to more efficiency for our users mm -hmm. um, because we're seeing like eight core MacBooks come out now, yep. <laughs> but each core only runs at 2.2 gigahertz mm -hmm. with turbo boost up to four or something. So yep. that means for the majority of the time, the software, which is only using one core, only runs at 2.2 gigahertz, yeah. which is kind of like the speeds we were getting back in 2000, yep. Yep. Um, as opposed to being able to divide the work up amongst all the cores like ARCHICAD can. Increases the performance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Now, yeah. Something that I always want to touch base on and understand is there's a whole bunch of new technology uh, elements that are coming into play in the design and the construction industry, such as VR and AR and uh, artificial intelligence and so on as well. And this is also something that schools and universities are heavily investing in and people are beginning to learn more, more and more about it. How does that those technological elements such as VR coming to play with ARCHICAD and the Graphisoft products? Yeah, um, we've also got this, just coming back to what coming up. Um, so we've got a free team collaboration solution called BIM Cloud, mm -hmm. which doesn't need server-grade hardware to run. Yeah. Allowing small companies to boost productivity by having many people work on the same project simultaneously mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, without heavy investments in IT. And the solution is so easy to run. It can be set up in 30 minutes mm -hmm. and then you can work anywhere in the world, even through a mobile hotspot. Oh, wow. So uh, they're, they're just some of the things that already exist. Um, I think in the future, just going back to uh, the key areas of ARCHICAD, mm -hmm. um, any tool that's created has to have a strong design ethos mm -hmm. and a strong ability for users to take the geometry it creates it and manipulate it. Um, in terms of performance, we're only going to get faster. In terms of collaboration, we're only going to get better. Mm -hmm. We already import more file types than most of the other softwares out there and mm -hmm. export just as many. 
we want the software to be intuitive and user-friendly. There's so many things that you yeah. brought up. There's the, <laughs> that's, the, that's the beautiful part about it. And, and actually, this is something that even when I talk to Autodesk software um, developers and the designers, even they actually don't know the full capability of the product. And I'm finding all these ridiculously complex um, technologies such as ArchiCAD and so on and BIM modeling, no one ever knows the full extent of it. It's always constantly evolving and, and growing and finding those little, you know, like you said, the little Easter eggs and yeah. bits and pieces. So it's pretty incredible. We're also starting to implement um, artificial intelligence into the software. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how does the technology such as VR, yeah. AI and AR come into play with the Graphisoft products? Sure. Um, so there have been some eye-catching movements in the AEC market recently. Mm-hmm. Um, as the industry becomes more competitive, I think that you know, these are only going to ramp up and it's actually a really exciting time to be in the industry and especially a student mm-hmm. because you're at the forefront of what's just around the corner and there are some exciting things coming. Definitely. Um, and there's more design on us as... Uh, well, there's more pressure on us as designers to be experts in all these softwares. Um, and so we're finding that softwares that are inflexible or softwares that provide users with just rigid workflows are quickly being isolated and removed from practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully uh, you know, we're moving away from AutoCAD yeah. <laughs> in, in that regard. Yeah. Um, and you know, starting to make the transition, and even if it's just SketchUp, um, look, SketchUp is an amazing piece of software. Definitely, I'm uh, a bias and advocate of of SketchUp. <laughs> yeah, I, like what they're doing is is really interesting, um, and I, I like the the model of something that's this light and lots of plugins to yep. build it up to customize it into a package that you like to use. Definitely. Um, and so a lot of our users use SketchUp and then bring that model into ArcCAD. It's a drag and drop. Oh wow! So yeah, it, it's really intuitive. In fact, um, uh, in our trainings, we open up the SketchUp warehouse and just drag and drop an object from SketchUp warehouse into ArcCAD. There you go. Yeah. Um, is there a direct link to VR from ArchiCAD? So we've seen Graphisoft implement artificial intelligence into its programming, um, mm-hmm. and this was highlighted in 2017 when Graphisoft launched ArcCAD 21 and the new mm-hmm. stair tool. Um, stairs are one of those things, they're actually more complex than people understand. Mm-hmm. Um, around the world, there are just so many different building codes for stairs, and when you're trying to create a design tool that's focused about stairs, this, this project, we thought it was going to take a couple of years. It ended up taking a 10 or 11 years to actually get out the door. Wow. And to get it out the door, we had to, well, Graphisoft had to implement artificial intelligence mm-hmm. um, just so that the stair tool could respond to what the users were trying to make and then make the stair work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see more of that type of programming come into the, the program. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, I've only talked just about production. I think the other half of the equation is deliverables. Mm-hmm. And this is where your question about VR, AR, AI comes into play. Yep. In version 18, Graphisoft introduced a program called Cinerator, which is a derivative of the Maxon Cinema 4D program, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which enabled users to create photorealistic images. In version 23, we've got some really exciting news. Twin Motion has come on board, mm-hmm. and any user 
with version, with a version 23 license also gets access to the next generation twin motion engine. Um, wow. So what does that actually mean from layman's point of view? Like twin motion allows people to do exactly? Yeah. Uh, and this is a, a, a really interesting piece. Um, so twin motion in, uh, you might have heard of the game Fortnite. Yep. Of course. So, Unreal Engine, um, or Unreal bought Twinmotion recently and mm-hmm. they've decided to ramp up development. Wow. Um, and they're turning Twinmotion into, or enhancing what it was. Twinmotion was already uh, conceived as a way to visualize our projects quickly mm-hmm. and uh, get the work out in an intuitive workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, you drag and drop materials onto surfaces, set yep. the camera, and then create like a VR environment for people to walk through yep. um, without having to get bogged down in little tubs and connect lines and things like that. It's, yep. uh, yeah, as, as you would expect a visualization software for architects to, to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the new generation of Twinmotion uh, will introduce ray tracing features. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a NVIDIA graphics card, you will be able to get a real-time rendering result. So traditional renders will render pixel by pixel by pixel. Mm-hmm. Real-time renderers render everything at once. I see. Um, and you don't have to wait too long for the image to actually resolve. So you, know, you can walk clients through your project almost instantly mm-hmm. with the software. Um, and what your clients see is almost photorealistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the next generation That's of what cool. visualization is going to be. Definitely. Um, and we can plug directly into VR headsets. I'm really looking forward to trying this out actually for the first time. And let's hope I don't get too motion sick. Oh, definitely. And so is that from directly through Archicad to VR or is there uh, is it is it in built now with the new versions coming in? So uh, Graphisoft and Unreal teamed up to create a plugin mm-hmm. um, that will allow us to push our model out to Twinmotion for this whole visualization thing to take place. Mm-hmm. But because we're interested in non-destructive sorry because we're interested in non-destructive workflows, mm-hmm. any changes we make in the Archicad model can be pushed to the uh, twin motion model mm-hmm. instantly um, so we don't have to like stop work save close twin motion um, make the changes bring the ch- new model into twin motion then put our trees and our people and our birds and our grass back into the model yeah it's just yeah we're, it's just, all alive. we're just moving the changes about this is not a new concept this is like uh, actually something that was uh, created for our teamwork collaboration mm-hmm. Um, where we're just pushing the changes around the network um, in a teamwork environment so everyone can be working on the same project mm-hmm. and we're only just sharing like little megabytes or kilobytes of data rather than the whole model. Yeah, yeah. So everything's kind of light and fast. Yeah, definitely. And allow being able to take those changes across really quickly just makes the entire design process super simple. All right, so one of the other things, and I usually like to end with this one as a takeaway for the listeners, and given that it's mainly in design and education, I want to always ask this from the expert, how should people such as students, you know, educators, whether they're secondary or tertiary, or even professionals listening to this, because I know that I have a lot of um, design professionals such as architects and a few directors that are following this, and um, how do they embed these skills, especially with these next-gen technology coming on board, into their portfolio of 
skills? Yeah. Um, so for students, um, we offer heavily discounted courses just to get them on board with what yeah. BIM is. Um, we're quite invested in teaching students about BIM because we think it's the biggest workflow change in design probably since the renaissance no wow <laughs> yeah um you know we've gone from producing technical drawings on paper mm-hmm. uh, then to the computer and now we're simulating a building digitally before it's built um, yeah so we just want to open up students eyes to the opportunities that that creates mm-hmm. um, and for example now there's a huge demand for bim experts mm-hmm. bim coordinators and bim managers yeah um, and we've also started a student program at central innovation to bring students on board train them up and then um, yeah, it's a part-time role while they're studying and then you know, release them back into the wild so that they can talk to other people about what Archicad is yeah. and you just get the, the idea of Open BIM out there. Brilliant. Um, for educators, we'll actually train uh, teachers for free mm-hmm. um, for exactly the same reasons. Um, we just want to get the, the message out there that BIM is more than just software. It's a workflow mm-hmm. process. Yeah. We also offer lots of free online training courses that come with files and videos to teach you step-by-step step everything you need to know to get started with ArchiCAD. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll come into universities and lecture, Perfect. Um, which is fantastic. And if you're a student or a teacher who is interested in open BIM workflows, just get in touch with us. Um, we've got a website, we've got phone numbers, we've got yep. offices. Just walk in the door and start talking to us. We love talking to customers. We love talking about BIM. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'd love to talk to anyone who's got a similar interest. And yeah, I'm just thrilled to be working with some universities this year and next year to integrate with them and provide some advice around the courses that they're developing around BIM. So hopefully I'll get to meet some of your listeners out there in the wild. Yeah, definitely. And there you go, guys. Like you've heard it here first and make sure you jump onto the, the bottom of this podcast page. You'll be able to find the direct links to their websites and Michael's emails and things like that. So make sure you check that out. Mate, it's been a pleasure. You've gone through so much new information that even has blown my mind and um i think with i walked in here with a little bit of a revit bias but um i think i must say i should definitely check out archicad personally as well and um thank you so much for giving up your time you've been you've been a wealth of knowledge thank you very much for having us cheers mate